Hi, my name is Marcus E. Ako. I've been wanting to write a fiction novel for a very long time now. Decided to go and ask some experts for help. Here are some of those experts that lended a hand. My name is Meg Latour. Courtney Price. Michael Oran. Kirstia. I'm Mark Pearson. I'm Monique from the BookTube channel Reading with Mo. These and many other experts gave me loads of tips on how to navigate the world of publishing. I took all of their advice and I put them in videos on the new YouTube channel The Idiot on the Writer's Block. Just go to YouTube and type in The Idiot on the Writer's Block. And subscribe if you want to get expert tips on how to write, publish, and promote your first fiction novel. And if you have other questions that you would like to see answered, leave them in the comments of the videos. I will definitely read them and I'll get our experts to help us out. That way, this idiot can help you write your novel. Hi, I'm Marcus and I'm the idiot on the writer's block. Well, look at this! Here's the guy here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn hero, sir. Ain't we just? There are a few rules that you must obey while visiting the inmate. No passing objects, no weapons of any kind, no smoking, no flammable substances, and finally, no physical contact. We don't want to keep your visitor waiting. You never know when it's going to be your last one ever. Hello and welcome to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM, film and TV radio show, where a handful of film enthusiasts shoot the breeze about all things film and television. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm David Campbell. And we are take, doing take two on uh, this interview with this actor. Um, he's he's he's, the, he's an actor from Shake It Up, from KC Undercover, um, uh, from The Last Ship, from the short movie, The Scorpion's Tale, and is going to be in the TV show that is dropping on Netflix with Hilary Swank called Away. Please tell us your name. My name is Adam Aragoyan. Excellent. Now, for those of you, obviously nobody knows this because there's a lost episode somewhere in the ether. Uh, I, Adam and I met uh, the previous week. We've gone through this before. So I'm going to make exactly the same jokes that I made the last time because I think they killed um, and I will laugh with just as much enthusiasm. That's why you get paid the big bucks as the actor. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, for, those, for those of uh, the audience, the first joke I'm going to make is the, is the fact that Adam uh, made it, he, he was launched into the, um, the minds and consciousness of TV viewers at a point where I had grown up and missed the boat on that part, part of TV. Because as I was growing up, my TV nurturing days, uh, the TV shows I watched were Saved by the Bell, California Dreaming, etc. And then I grew up and went to college, and there were a batch of new shows that popped up. Adam, do you want to remind us of some of the TV shows that you started off in? Uh, yeah, yeah. So my first, uh, my first job ever was Wizards of Waverly Place. Uh, and that was, you know, around the time that I was, you know, now watching those you know, that, uh, that batch of shows, um, you know, it was around the time of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and uh, a really Sweet Life on Deck. Uh, and then the show that I was on for a, quite a while was uh, Shake It Up. 
Uh, Shake It Up is a TV show, um, more, of, I guess, I say famously known, famous for me because uh, that's what I recognize those stars from, starring Bella Thorne and Zendaya. Now um, uh, moved, they've graduated from TV and have moved into films. Uh, and and you also in another Zendaya TV show called uh, KC Undercover. Undercover, yeah. Were you in one episode? Because because again, going through my research, I saw I've seen tons of pictures of you in KC Undercover. Uh, can, can you tell us were you in were you in KC Undercover for uh, a longer series, a longer period of time, or was it a couple of episodes? Uh, it was just the one episode. I I. Um... I obviously like had worked with Zendaya for about three and a half years uh, when we did Shake It Up together. Uh, and then she went off and, and she did Casey Undercover. And um, they were, you know, kind enough to to give me a call and uh, ask me to, you know, be a special guest star and do an episode. And um, it was really fun because a lot of the same crew from Shake It Up went over to work on Casey Undercover. So it really was like, uh, you know, kind of like a big family reunion. Yeah, because in the, the pictures I've seen from uh, from IMDb, were you playing a bad guy in it? Because you seem yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, so, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're you're all dressed in black, you're all clad in black with the black leather gloves, and it seems like you're holding someone hostage. Uh, and it's it, yeah, the only thing I was mi- missing was my mustache to twirl, but uh, but other than that, absolutely. So so that so that was your start, uh, and you you moved on from. Uh, from sort of what what we refer to as the middle grade TV, uh, and you graduated into uh, into I want to say grown up television. Uh, <laughs> your own words. I'm using your own words. You graduated essentially. Essentially. Uh, yes, you graduated into grown up television, and you were on the last ship. So, for those people who don't know what the last ship is, can you give us a quick summary and what role you played in the last ship? Yeah. So uh, the last ship. Um, was about a show that's really not too different from you know what's going on in the world right now. Um, you know, there was a it's about a pandemic. Um, the the good difference is is that uh, you know this our pandemic hasn't you know wiped out three quarters of the population, uh, but that's you know kind of what the series is based on on the last ship. And uh, you have this one navy ship that was secluded from everything when this pandemic was going on, and they've come now to um, essentially find a cure and spread it and uh, rebuild society. And I join uh, the cast at the end of season two um, or like, you know, towards the end. And uh, it's kind of like on their way to finding that cure. Uh, And then I kind of rode out with them till the end. Yeah, and you, the last ship, for those who aren't uh, aware of it, it, in, in the UK, it's on uh, Sky. I'm sure you can go on to Sky box set and if you if you have access to Sky and watch it. Uh, great show. I, um, it had tons of uh, famous faces, the, you, you know, character actors from various shows that I like to watch. Uh, Eric uh, Eric Dane, I believe, uh, from Grey's Anatomy, uh, lead. Uh, Adam Baldwin uh, from Firefly and X Factor. Uh, not X Factor. X. Simon voted him through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had beef, but they resolved it in the end. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, uh, Maximiliano Hernandez, who we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. Uh, so these are all actors that um, I grew up watching a lot of their stuff. I'm sure you did as well. What did, how was it on set with these people who you'd pretty much been staring at on screen as you're trying to build your skill and then getting to sit next to them or opposite them and act against them? Yeah, I mean, it, w it was great because like for me, like you said, I, I left Shake It Up um, you know, after Shake It Up, there was a, there was a, there was a point where I did a couple pilots for Disney Channel, um, and they didn't end up going. And after the second one didn't end up going, uh, that's kind of when I made the decision. You know, I was like, all right, this is this is where I, I stop the, um, you know, this part of my career, and I move on to, you know, as as we've already mentioned, the, the grown up television. Um, and so to go from Shake It Up to a show like The Last Ship, where, like you said, there was so many amazing talented actors you have alec baldwin you know uh max uh my friend charles parnell um you know eric dane just really great people um and it, for me that was also the first time in my career where i would show up to work by myself you know I, I didn't have my parents with me i didn't have to do schooling so it was also a different experience in that regard as well and I just like, I really enjoyed every single second of it. And that, that set uh, and, and that crew was like literally one of my favorites to this day. Um, they were just so great, so many great stories. And, um, and yeah, and, and for me, like as an actor, to be working with all these talented people and just seeing how they act on a set and, and you know, how, how they behave and, and you know, how they approach different situations. It was, a, it was a great education for me. Excellent. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm David Campbell, silent and partner today. Silent partner. David, is, he's taking it in. He's just sitting there. He's making sure, just watching, making sure everything's okay, making sure I don't uh, speak. Watch for life. Exactly, yes. <laughs> he's to mute me whenever, uh, whenever he needs to. Uh, we are joined on Zoom uh, by actor Adam Irigoyen. Uh, he's just been talking about his start uh, in uh, TV show, middle grade TV shows such as uh, uh, Shake It Up, uh, KC Undercover, uh, and he, how he graduated, moved into The Last Ship uh, with very talented actors. We've already uh, given a, a quick roll call to some of them. One in particular I want to focus on, uh, Maximiliano Hernandez. Now, some people may not recognize that name, but you will definitely recognize the face if you're a Marvel fan. He was Agent Sitwell. Um, it's not a, is, is it a spoiler to say he was a Hydra agent? I, I don't think so anymore. It might have yeah. been at one point, but, but not yeah. today. <laughs> if you're a Marvel fan and you don't know that, then you're not a Marvel fan. So, yeah. but he's but, been in the shows as well. He's in the Americans, had a great season in, Amer in the Americans. Um, he's also in Mr. Mercedes uh, and he's very diverse in various uh, uh, different shows that he, he's in. Now, the reason I'm bringing him up is because he's another person. You talked about how you seem to move with one crew to the next project. So from um, Shake It Up, you and Zendaya, Zendaya and the crew moved on to work on uh, KC Undercover. Same sort of thing in this situation where you worked with Maximiliano or Max in Shit. Then you went and did a, a short film with him, uh, The Scorpion's Tale, uh, which, is, uh, which is a great short film currently on Amazon Prime. You can check it out. Please tell us what The Scorpion's Tale is about, what your role is in it. Uh, yeah, so The Scorpion's Tale is uh, a really, 
a really, really cool short film that we did. It's kind of like this, you know, drama thriller piece where I, uh, the short film starts off and, and I'm going to visit my father uh, in prison and, and I'm trying to get him to help himself uh, get out. He, he's kind of um, gotten to this point where he has just accepted his role in, in prison and, and he just wants to stay there and, and I'm fighting for him to get out. Uh, and I, I don't want to say much more than that because I think it'll give it away. But, but, uh, but that was so much fun. Uh, you know, Max and I kind of created this bond working together on the last ship. Uh, both, both of us are Hispanic. So, you know, and we both speak Spanish. So, you know, we had that connection going and, um, and this was just something that we had always kind of like talked about doing like a really cool, a really cool piece where, you know, each of us had something really nice to chew on. Um, if, if you get where I'm coming from. And, uh, and this was, this was definitely a blast. And I think it, for the people that, you know, haven't seen it yet, uh, they should definitely check it out because, you know, it, first of all, it's, it's really not that long. Uh, but it's, it's also like, it's also just a great piece of entertainment and the payoff at the end, I think is, uh, is really special. No, it's, it's fantastic. Um, it's, it's a, it's a great short. You are gripped from beginning right through to, to the end. Um, I, I know Max, uh, was, he's a producer on, on the project as well as a writer. Um, and as you mentioned, again, this is a conversation we had earlier, but, um, he, as you said, he brought the project to you. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, we had that connection from working together on the last ship, and he called me up, and he was like, "Hey, like, you know, I, I I'm working on this project, and and I think I have something interesting for us." And uh, he sent me over the script, and I mean, I wasn't gonna say no. I, I I I love and respect Max, and I mean, and his career speaks for itself. So, you know, to to even work with him on this level, where, um, you know, especially in difference to the last ship, like. I had a little bit more say as far as what I was able to um, accomplish in that. And, uh, and that was just so much fun to work with people, you know, you trust and respect. And, uh, and at the same, at the same token, you know, you finding out that they, you know, trust and respect your ability as well. So that was fun. There is one thing that, that as soon as it happened, and it, it's kind of with, with the name of the, with the name of the film, uh, the Scorpion's Tale, uh, it wasn't surprising that this element popped up. Um, and I'll explain in a second. Um, and it didn't take me out of the film, not at all, but it was, I think it was, it, it was basically what had preceded me watching the, the, the film, where, and it seems to be a trope in a lot of TV shows, a lot of films, where somebody always starts off with, have you heard the story of the scorpion <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. frog? And okay, let, 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 let me do this test. Um, Producer Dave, have you heard the story of the <clears throat> scorpion and the frog? Yes, I have, but I've actually heard it with okay. um, the scorpion and the fox. Oh, oh okay. But fair yeah, enough. there's loads of different I, takes I, on it. I've never heard that version. Um, Adam, Mr. Irigoyen, have you heard of the, the story of the scorpion um, and the frog? Are you saying before? I have yes. not. Yeah, really? Yeah, I had not. Okay, that surprises me. That surprises me. But here's the reason why. So before I watched the film, uh, leading up to it, I, 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 maybe it was a run of TV shows and a lot of films I've been watching where one character will say to the other character, 
have you seen, have you heard the story of the scorpion and the frog? And I'm like, everyone has heard the story. Of the, <laughs> the whole idea, you're trying to convey the message that obviously, you know, if somebody's bad and they say, oh, no, they're not bad, they, you know, they'll, they'll, eventually they'll turn around and they'll bite you and so on and so forth, right? That's the whole, that's the general gist. And in fact, maybe days before I watched The Scorpion's Tale, I'd seen, I'd just finished binging um, Umbrella Academy. I'd, have you seen the second oh, yeah, Umbrella course. Academy? I haven't seen the second season yet. And the only reason why, the only reason why is because I live with my girlfriend and she, I saw Umbrella Academy season one before we lived together and I, I fell in love and I'm trying to get her involved. So we're, we had to restart season one to catch sure. her up. So, so we're, we're working our way. So but I am very much looking forward. Way. Okay. Yes, yes. Very so much looking forward. This is not a spoiler, but one character says to the other character, have, have you heard of the story of the scorpion and the frog? And the other character's like, what? I don't, <laughs> that's not real. However, Umbrella Academy, they, they subvert my expectations in that one. So in that particular, the way that story is told is told brilliantly. So I forgave Umbrella Academy. And okay. then Max turns around to you and says, have you heard the story of the scorpion and the frog? And I just, I just say, please say yes. And <laughs> well, it just, it's just shortcut. Just say, oh, so you know the story, but obviously it's pivotal to, it's, 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 a, it's a key ingredient of the story. So I, it, it's one into story and how it's told. I really enjoyed it. I really loved the twists that were in, in, in the, in the tale, if you will. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it's a great show. I definitely, a great um, film. Now, I, I will say this. I will say this. Yeah. In the Scorpion's Tale, it may be the first time that you heard that in Spanish. Yes, absolutely. I will give you that. I will okay. Give you that. Okay. And that's all I'm asking. Yes, <laughs> I will give you that. It's the first time I've heard it in Spanish, so that's fine. Now, um, you. I don't know if, if you if you know if you're aware if you've spoken with Max um, on what's going to happen with the project. It is, and this is not a spoiler to say, it is left open ended. Um, not necessarily open-ended. It's, it has a nice resolution to it. However, it's left in a way where if this were to be expanded, if there was an expanded universe from the Scorpion's Tale, it lends itself very well to that. Is there, or do you know of any sort of ideas of it being expanded into something bigger? <clears throat> well, initially when Max and I, you know, were, were filming it, the idea was, you know, to, to possibly make it into a series, um, you know, sell it to, Amazon or Netflix or any you know streaming platform like that, or or even uh, possibly make it into a, a giant feature, um, which would have been fun as well. Uh, I don't know kind of the status on that. I know that uh, you know Max is is right now doing all his Mr. Mercedes stuff, or at least was you know pre-pandemic. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so so for now that is I think on pause. But hopefully uh, you know we can get back either onto that or, or, or something similar, because I think that that was a, a really cool idea that we had there. I, I, I agree. And I, I think it will fit. I mean, here's me giving me stuck in the kitchen, giving you uh, advice on how Hollywood should work. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think it would fit perfectly with something in the Robert Rodriguez stable. Uh, so like, you know, rebel without a crew. Um, he, because I know he, he promotes a lot of uh, Mexican flavored, type stories, um, sort of uh, it, um, was the Dust Till Dawn, because obviously he did the Dust Till Dawn uh, film. And then when he launched his own TV network, there was a Dust Till Dawn TV show, which is on Netflix as well. Uh, but that's obviously from his own. I think that would fit 
perfectly as a TV show on its own. I, I want to see The Scorpion and the Kid. I just want to see that TV show uh, on, on its own. It's a, gr- it's a great little short story. I think it worked. I, give my kudos to Max, Maximiliano. I'm sure he doesn't care. They're like, No, I, 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 I'm really sure he would appreciate it. I'll let him know. Yeah, just tell him there's a fanboy, fangirling. In- <laughs> so, uh, you're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm David Campbell. And we've got Adam Irigoyen, actor uh, from TV shows. Shake it up. We've already talked about that. The Last Ship and the film, The Scorpion's Tale. Let's talk about what you've got coming up next. Big on Netflix. It's a show called Away. Tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, Away stars uh, Hilary Swank, and it centers around her and this group of astronauts that go on the first manned mission to Mars. And that's kind of like, you know, the rough outline, but the, the show is really driven um, by the relationships, you know, the relationships that these astronauts have with each other um, and the relationships of the people that they leave back home on, you know, while they're on this three-year expedition. Um that's a word, right? Expedition. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's a <correct> word. Thank <laughs> you. I was like, wait. <laughs> no, I'm, but, I'm, like, uh, I'm like that. But yeah, I, what, what I just do, I just carry on and just then people think, is that a word? And by the time I've gone, I'm three sentences down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. They, they can't catch up. Um, but, it, but anyway, so uh, yeah, th- off this, you know, three-year expedition and, and, then, um, and then I play Isaac, who um, Alexis which is Hillary Swink's daughter on the show. She meets fairly quickly after her mom goes off um, on this mission. And I sort of help her cope with these outstanding circumstances. You know, we, we kind of create this connection because we have similar experiences, obviously not exactly the same, you know, only so many people can have their parents go to Mars. Um, but, uh, but similar enough in that we, we really do create this, you know, beautiful relationship and you know it's it's really it was fun to film and you know hopefully it's it's just as fun to watch uh, and it's from that description um it's it, as you said there, there's a lot of focus on the uh, on the home side of things before the crew go off into into on, on this expedition and you've got hillary swank uh, you've got a, a number of other uh, characters, another a bunch of actors in it as well. Uh, and one of the things I wanted to sort of uh, ask, and I didn't ask this the last time, but I want to focus on it now. Um, where sort of, this, this is a very weird question to, to come out of my lips. Um, so your, your character, Isaac, is basically focusing, is, the focus of that story is based on your relationship with Alexis, correct? Yes. Okay. So that part of the drama itself, when you, when you appro- how do you approach that particular part of the drama in order to sort of bring the best, bring your all into that particular character, into that particular role, just to be able to deliver what you're doing in a, when you know that there's a separate side of the story that is this space drama as well. What do you bring to that role as Isaac? Yeah, so uh, for me, it was, you know, really crazy filming it because, um, we, you know, obviously none of the stuff that I was filming was uh, on the spaceship or, you know, on the way to Mars or anything like that. Um, and everything that I was doing was right alongside Talitha, um, who plays Alexis. 
And for me, the, the most important part of that was I wanted to make sure that that relationship wasn't, you know, only this superficial like, oh, it's, you know, romance and young love. And, you know, it, it is that. But I, I wanted to make sure that there was, you know, it was a little more layered. And um, because, you know, especially when, when you're in high school and, and you, you know, you do find that first love, it, there's a lot that goes into it. it. It isn't just, you know, all, you know, smiles and, and giddiness. And, uh, and I think that that's really what, um, what I was shooting for. And, and hopefully it comes across. So were you on set when, as, as you're, you're handling the drama aspect, uh, were you on set when the space side of the, uh, of the show was being shot? Uh, like, I think one, there was one day of overlap where they were doing space stuff and, and then, you know, Earth stuff too. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I didn't even, I, didn't, I think I only went to the soundstage like twice uh, because most of my stuff was, uh, you know, the show's based in Houston. Uh, but, you know, being Hollywood, we were in Vancouver. Uh, so um, <laughs> I was all throughout, you know, uh, British Columbia, um, you know, filming all these really cool, uh, fun scenes. And you get to, uh, wait, did you do many scenes with Josh Charles as well? Because uh, Josh Charles, I know him from, from loads of other TV shows, but one in particular from The Good Wife. Um, he, he's, he's fantastic. He's a fantastic character in that. Did you have many scenes with him? Yeah, so I, I had a few. Um, as the show goes on, I, I start to have more scenes with Josh and, and also uh, Monique, who you'll probably uh, remember from, from Dark Knight. Um, and uh, and that was really great too. Um, you know, honestly, like I have been really blessed in my career to be work to to have been working on on all these amazing shows with really talented actors and and people that you know take the craft seriously. Um, and you know, and like I said, there's nothing better. There's no better education than to learn from you know pros. And uh, and Josh and Monique are definitely that. Uh, and a way is uh, in fact. Uh, last time we spoke, you can confirm, it's been weeks since we've spoken. Have you now seen Away? I have still not. I have still not. I, I, you know, I really wish I have. <laughs> I'm going to be watching it alongside everybody else. The, the, the only things that I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a couple clips, and that's just, um, you know, because I, I, I had to go do ADR and, and fix up some audio. Uh, and so the little that I have seen looks great, but... Uh, but as far as for a whole, a whole piece, uh, I'm still waiting. Adam, did you actually um, do any scenes with Hillary? Unfortunately, no. I do have one funny story, though, because, I mean, obviously, when you, when you get on a show like this where, you know, Hillary Swank is your number one, you, you want nothing more than to meet her. Uh, you know, two-time Oscar winner, Million Dollar Baby is such a great movie. You know, it's like I can't not meet her. And, uh, and, you know, like, like I was saying, I was only, there was two times where, on the, where I was on the soundstage. And um, so there was only one time where I really had the opportunity to meet her. And we were going to be both on, on, uh, on set at like around the same time. She was going to be kind of leaving while I was entering. Um, but I, so I show up to set and, uh, and I'm like looking around, you know, like I have fresh eyes, like I'm, I'm ready to go. Where's Hillary? Um, you know, I kind of like rehearsed what I was going to say. And, uh, and it was lunch. 
and I'm getting in my trailer. And then as I'm like, I was like looking out my window. It's all very, it's all, it's all very, you know, weird, but I was kind of like looking out my window, maybe like she's passing by. And, uh, and then I, I end up seeing her leave. Uh, and which was so unfortunate, but then later on that day, I was filming with Talitha and they had seen each other and apparently they had talked about me or yeah, they had talked about me because, uh, she goes, Oh yeah, Hillary, uh, Hillary heard you in, in the makeup trailer because I was, I was over on one side doing hair and she was getting her makeup done. And she goes, yeah, she heard you. She was like, Oh my gosh, is that Isaac? Okay. I, you know, I, 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 I'm not trying to see him, you know, because obviously, you know, her character doesn't see me. So she was like, you know, I, I you know, I, I want to, you know, tr stay true to that. Meanwhile, I'm over here trying to find her and she's avoiding me. So, you know, that's just the way it goes, I guess. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's real life imitating art. You're trying to see this woman who's won two Oscars, who you hold in such high esteem. She's heard you in the makeup trailer. She's like, I do not want to see that fella. I'm running. I'm running is what yeah. she said. Yeah. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm David Campbell. And we've got Adam Irigoyen, who's the actor, uh, who's one of the actors in the, in the large cast of, uh, in the new show, Away, which is dropping on Netflix in the UK on 4th of September. Um, Adam, just before, I've got two questions I want to ask you before we jump into our next segment, which is top five favorites. First question, what is Centurion 7 all about? Yeah, so uh, Centurion is a movie that I filmed uh, also pre-pandemic, actually uh, before Away. Uh, and it, it's a movie that centers around uh, the world of uh, Mexican horse dancing uh, or, or dressage. Um, and it centers around uh, Alicia, who is aspiring to be the next big thing. And I play Francisco, um, who's kind of like her rival. Uh, and, you know, the, the antagonist of the film. Um, and, you know, we have this kind of like flirtatious, I have this kind of like flirtatious evil vibe going with her. Um, but yeah, she, throughout the movie, she uh, ends up finding out that she has a very rare form of leukemia. And uh, the show, or the, uh, the movie, I should say, follows um, her struggle and how she overcame that. And it's it's a really cool it's a really cool piece. It, it was originally supposed to be coming around out around this time of year, um, but because of COVID and everything going on, unfortunately, you know, post production got a little push. But uh, I actually recently just got a couple of days ago got a new uh, cut of that, um, and and that was really fun to watch. So that's excellent. I've seen it in your upcoming projects, and I see Billy Zane is in it, and I'm like, oof, yeah. again, another name from my past. So it's like. <laughs> The, he was a what a phantom it was a phantom was what a was a phantom yeah it was phantom right yeah <laughs> titanic and a whole bunch of other stuff so uh, excellent last question i want to ask and i'll throw it to dave just before we move to uh, to the top fives uh if you want to reach you or people want to sort of follow you on social media what are the tags they need to use yeah so uh on i'm on instagram and twitter and it's just at Adam Irigoyen, uh, I-R-I-G-O-Y-E-N. Excellent. Um, there are a lot of uh, Instagram videos of you having great time on beaches and, and whatnot. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, you can't have a bad time on the beach. Absolutely. Well, well unless... I guess. <laughs> no, I won't even go there. We won't go there. We won't go there. Yeah, <laughs> and when it's very interesting places. But again, we won't go there. Uh, okay. 
So Adam, thank you very much for joining us uh, to talk about the projects that you've been on. You're going to stay with us. We're going to jump into our next segment, which is top five favorites. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. I'm David Campbell. And we're joined by actor Adam Irigoyen from the show Away, which is dropping on Netflix on, on the 4th of September. And we are now into our top five favorites. This week, in, in sort of in honor of the show Away, which is about space exploration, we have asked Adam Irigoyen to give us his top five favorite space films or TV shows in the order from five to one. And he's going to start with number five and number four, and we'll talk a little bit about it. So Adam, what is your number five favorite TV show or film about space or set in space? Yeah, so number five for me has to be uh, Star Trek, the original series. You know, William Shatner as Kirk is probably just you know, just super entertaining. And for me, it was like, <clears throat> I had never seen, I, up until that point, I had, I had only really seen like Star Wars as far as space goes. And so to have a whole series about space exploration for me was like super cool. And, and I fell in love with the fact that they were able to do this in the time that they did, you know, I think it was like, what is it? The seventies or, you know, something it's, like that. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. The sixties, seventies. And, uh, and yeah, and just, you know, <sighs> Leonard Nimoy, um, just probably the best part of that show. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, everybody knows the, the original Star Trek. It, uh, William Shatner. It, it broke a lot of a lot of cultural restrictions. I mean, w- the one that springs to mind straight away is obviously the first interracial. Well, not necessarily the first, but one of the one of the first interracial kisses on TV on network TV, which was Shatner and who. Um, uh, Captain Kirk and Uhura, as well as the fact that it kind of was one of the first shows that really promoted diversity, not in a not in a you know master subservient fashion. Uh, obviously, Kirk was you know the captain of the ship, but still you had all the others. You had a Russian on there, you had uh, a black woman on there, you had a Scotsman on there, and they all uh, you know they they weren't really outranking each other. They were all masters of their own expertise. And that was a great show. So that's your number five. What's your number four? Number four, uh, just, you know, for, for, for pure, uh, just because it's great, honestly, uh, Space Jam. Uh, you know, when you, you, when, have, you, you get don't aged. When you're bring, you don't have to stutter when you're bringing it up. I'm, I'm going to do my best not to judge you for it. I honestly, I have, Marcus, I, I have PTSD from the last time I told you this list. And you, just the face that you gave me when I said Space Jam gives me nightmares still, you know. <laughs> It was the shock. It was it oh, no, went know, from Star Trek original series and then Space Jam. And yeah, but, but you know what? Come to think when of it. When you factor in nostalgia, when you factor in Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, and Bugs Bunny, come on, come on, Mark. How is it not higher on your list is what I'm asking you. It's, it's not top five high. <laughs> it's not top five high, but yeah. So Listen, it's in your top 10. I won't be mad at you. For sure, maybe just 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 eeks just eleven. That's yeah. where I'm oh, ten point five. 
Yeah. So for those people who don't know uh, what Space Jam is, please give us what give us a description of Space Jam. Uh, well, first off, if you if you don't know what Space Jam is, I I, I implore you to go watch. Um, it it is it is a classic masterpiece. Uh, it's Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan, and they're facing off against aliens in basketball, and that's the whole movie. And it it it's it's great. It's I I don't know what else to say. Uh, and there's to be honest, I, I've heard rumors of a sequel with LeBron James. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. He posted like about I think it was like a week a week and a half ago. He posted the new uh, Toon Squad jerseys, and they look pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie. And I just, I, I can't wait to see Bugs Bunny now with LeBron James. Yeah, they due out next year, isn't it? I think so. And, and let's, let's, all be, let's all be completely honest here. Michael Jordan was great, but LeBron James is a talented actor. And to see what kind of just depth he's going to bring to this role excites me. You know what? I won't disagree with you on that. Michael Jordan, he, he had zero charisma as an actor. <laughs> um, yeah. So that LeBron, on the other hand, He's good. I've seen him in uh, what was the one, the Amy Schumer. Uh, film. Yeah, that's that's that one movie. I forget what the, I forget the name of it, but I know which one you're talking about. And that was the first time I think he was like ever really in a movie. And everybody was like completely surprised at how talented he was. Even I left the theater. I was like LeBron. I think was like the best part of that movie. Yeah, absolutely. He had, his committed timing was 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 spot awesome. on. Uh, yeah. So you know, putting him against uh, Bugs Bunny and 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 the crew, we'll see how that goes. I just hope the soundtrack. Minus one in particular um, is on par, so we'll see. I mean, uh, props to Coolio and LL Cool J and Busta Rhymes and 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 Method Man and Be Real for that track because that track is still a. It's still it, I still bump that as my as part of my playlist. I honestly it, think that the soundtrack that they're going to be able to accomplish in, in 2020 is going to be pretty special, especially they, because especially because of the nostalgia factor. So many people are going to want to be involved in Space Jam yeah. 2. I think it's going to be great. We'll see. We'll see. You're listening <laughs> on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus Iaco. I'm David Campbell at some at, point here. At, at some point. Feel free to just barge in whenever you want to, you want to ask a question or say something. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Just, just say, Marcus, pause. And then I will stop talking and you can say something. After <laughs> uh, Adam Irigoyen. <laughs> that worked. Yes. <laughs> Uh, who is going through his top five favorite films, TV shows about space or set in space. What is your number three and number two? So uh, at number three, I I have Star Trek again, but a new generation. Um, Because I had, uh, when when I first got into Star Trek, I started out with the original series. And I I thought, you know, it was really all I had seen. And I thought, there's nothing that can beat this. You know, this is so great. And then I, um, you know, I ventured on into New Generation and uh, I went ahead and met Picard. And I mean, just, <laughs> it, it was honestly so much more entertaining because I, I thought all the adventures that they went on were a lot more methodical than, than Kirk. You know, Kirk was a, was a kind of, you know, shoot first, ask questions later kind of guy. And, and that's why he had Spock. But Picard as a captain um was very methodical and really he, everything he did was very well thought out and uh and just patrick stewart in space is, is unmatched so i i take it you still haven't seen this show picard 
which is him in the few years, you know, later on. No, no, like, like, like I told you, I, I had seen um, the, the original episode, but uh, the, the first episode, I should say, but, uh, but I, I, I haven't been able to continue on because uh, uh, over here in America, it's on, on uh, CBS All Access, uh, which I have no access to, uh, ironically <laughs> enough. So That makes sense. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime, and if you do a lot of shopping like I do, then you get a free TV, TV streaming service. Is it on Amazon Prime? Yes, it's on Amazon Prime. So. You know what? That's that, that's good to know because now I'm going to get to watching because yeah, I have to. Well, it, unless unless it's restricted in your area because of uh, CBS All Access. Well, you you know the best part. I have the VPN. I don't know if you know about this VPN. I travel the world when I watch television. Yeah, I uh, I was going to say which VPN, but we don't get sponsored by any of them, so it's fine. <laughs> I will let, yeah, yeah. They, they don't need a plug. Yeah, let it give us some of that sponsorship money, and then and then we'll talk. Please don't talk too much about VPNs, otherwise, the, too many people will get onto it, and then we start finding it all restricted, and you can't watch as many things as you as you. Oh, yeah. That's right. that is true. That is true. So that well, so that's your three. Next generation. What is your number two? Uh, number two has to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is just amazing. That soundtrack as well is uh, very special, uh, and honestly. I just I love that cast. What what James Gunn was able to do um, was really special. And I think my favorite part about that movie is the fact that uh, you know that there are so many Marvel fans out there, and, and most people are. But for the few that aren't, um, even if they haven't seen the entire you know 376 Marvel films, uh, they've definitely seen Guardians of the Galaxy, and and they have nothing bad to say about it because it it, it really is just that much of a masterpiece. You know what, the fact that you included one of my favorite films, that is my, it's top two favorite film of all time, Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's tied with volume one and volume two. So that, that, that's a question I could ask. I know you're going with volume one, uh, you know, as, as your number two. Yeah, no, no, no disrespect to volume two, because I, I do love volume two. You know, it, it got a lot of hate because it, it was, uh, you know, people felt it was pushing for laughs. But every time it pushed, you know, I pulled and, and laughed harder. So, um, you know, I, I really did enjoy volume two. It's just I think what um, I just I just don't think I think volume two wouldn't have uh you know, been as good a movie if not for volume one. I think they made uh, Drax too much of a kind of like a stoner comedic kind of character. I still think Dave Batista nails it. I still, I still love his character in volume two. I love the quieter comedic moments with him. Um, it's like, you know, the, him asking what a trash panda was or <laughs> him not being able to see the difference between when he says, I thought, I, I thought, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, Michael Rooker's character. Uh, you know, he went, uh, I, I can't remember his name, but he, he, she slips. As soon as this call finishes, I'm going to remember it and we're going to think, you know, <laughs> um, where he makes that. And my favorite gag of all time from his in, in volume two was him asking Ego if he had a penis. I just thought that was fantastic. <laughs> it's just, it, Guardians of the Galaxy will be, it will always hold a place in my heart. So you are, that's why I'm not judging you for Space Jam because okay. you got into the galaxy as your second choice. You didn't put what my first choice was as your first choice, which, you know, I still kind of resent that, but, I, you know, not going to hold that against you. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are in our top five favorite segment. 
And actor Adam Irigoyen is about to tell us what his favorite film uh, or TV show set in space is. Adam, what is it? Empire Strikes Back. Uh, you know, it's a classic. And for me, that was really like the first space movie that I saw. Um, I, I remember, I, I, I like, I vividly remember going to Blockbuster and, you know, getting, renting all three original Star Wars movies. And I just remember seeing Empire. And I mean, I, you know, you see New Hope and, and like, it's so cool and you're introduced in this whole new world. But then just everything that they throw at you in Empire is you know it's just it's it was it was amazing and and like you know i was seven years old when i when i like watched it for the first time and i was like what this is crazy and and uh and i i just loved every second of it it's a great pick i mean my personal favorite would have been firefly or serenity um i'll be happy to repeat my story for why i i dis why i don't include firefly please do tell us why you did why you felt that one of the greatest sci-fi TV shows did not seem to deem your, you know, did not even go close to your top five favorites. Please tell us why. Well, before you listen to the story, you know, some might prejudge and say it's pettiness. Uh, I, you know, I think it's just fairness. Uh, Because when I was working on The Last Ship, I got the opportunity to work with Adam Baldwin. Uh, For those that don't know, Adam Baldwin is is a... uh, is a behemoth of a man. He's, he's, uh, he's very, he's a very tall man. Uh, and, uh, and I, you know, I consider myself travel size, you know, I, I, uh, I'm compact. Um, compact was the word yeah. I was looking for. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and while we were on set filming together, you know, he, obviously he, he'd been on since episode one. I came on at the end of season two. Uh, but, you know, we all kind of created this bond, this very familial bond. And it, it sort of kind of got, you know, known that people would call us, you know, Big Adam. He, he would be Big Adam and, and I was Little Adam. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of that. So I was, I was very much, uh, you know, politicking for uh, young and old Adam. I, I, I preferred, you know, young Adam and, you know, he'd be old Adam, but seeing how, as how he was in there since day one, you know, I, there wasn't really much I could do. And the fact that he, he was in, you know, all these great things and, you know, full metal jacket and, you know, whatever, he's old, but uh, no, no, no. But <laughs> and, so, and so out of spite, out of spite, I left him out of my top five. Yeah. Forget he's number two on the call sheet is like, <laughs> It's like, no, let the new guy come in and determine. I, w- I was 11 and I was proud. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I, Producer Dave, do you consider that petty or do you think he has a legitimate beef? I'm kind of disappointed that no one's included Babylon 5. So, you know, I'm, I'm so like wiping both of you off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I completely forgot Babylon 5. You see, this is the thing. You know, I agree Babylon 5 is okay. But no, 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 it's not okay, it's wicked, <laughs> it's top five worthy, exactly. Yeah, yeah. top 15, maybe. No, 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 top five. Lo- wait, wait, wait. Here, here's, the, here's the real here's the real question Is it higher or lower than Space Jam? Okay, oh, yeah. would you put it higher or lower than Space Jam? I, yeah, definitely, De- definitely higher than Space Jam, yeah, or definitely, definitely. Five seasons, it had a it had a a very distinct storyline from right from the start, right through to the end. It 
it traveled all the waves it dealt with all the curves that were hit by, it, it was hit by uh, and still came out brilliant at the end so yes definitely i think producer dave is saying the space jam would be <clears throat> on the list babylon 5 so no no, no i'm saying babylon 5 okay. would be higher than space jam get it right mister yeah, no, you, 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 said it. You, you said it right. You said Space Jam's higher than Babylon 5. No, no, no. I said the other way around. Babylon 5 would be higher on the top five list than Space Jam. So Adam, Space Jam, I, 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 if Space Jam is number five, Babylon 5 would be number three. I think it's the Zoom, but I'm pretty sure he's saying that Space Jam would be higher. No, 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 this is this is what you're trying to get me to say, but I'm not saying that at all. You two, you two do what you like, I'm sticking to my guns. If Space Jam is number five, Babylon 5 is number three. Yeah, I, th I think oh. Zoom is frozen now, so uh, it's... But yeah, I think Zoom is running out. Look, it's only got two seconds left. <laughs> uh, all right, so you've been listening to... Uh, on Resonance 104.4 FM. Adam Irigoyen, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking uh, the time to sit with me and with producer Dave for a second time to go through and uh, talk about your top five favorites and talk about your career and so on and so forth. We hope that whenever you get any opportunity, any other projects, when Centurion is up and running, you come back on the show and talk to us about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would love you play at any, any point, you come and see us in the studio if we're open. That would be amazing. Honestly, I, I said it last time. I'll say it again. This is still probably the most fun that I've had doing one of these interviews. So, I, you know, I, I appreciate the both of you. Oh, we take that. We take that to heart. And the, the invitation is open. As soon as you come to the UK, if you're uh, lost or you need to do anything, you want to do anything, you want to hang out, have a beer, whatever, give us a shout. We definitely will be, as COVID obviously uh, allowing, um, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Obviously, COVID won't let anyone from America come over here anytime soon. But <laughs> when that happens, you can yeah, get when, I, when I'm allowed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I will get you a drink. We could definitely and, drink uh, a beer anyway, so yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. For now, we'll drink beers over Zoom. Uh, that, that, that works too. Maybe if you're around and it happens to be, you know, if it happens to work at the same time, we'll all go and see the remake of Space Jam. So it'd be good. Honestly, I would want nothing more. <laughs> I would want nothing more. <laughs> we'll all sit there and say, this is definitely better than Babylon 5. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You will try and say that. I will not. <laughs> um, sure, if you say so. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you all very much for listening and speak to you next week. All right. Bye.